0: It's not a secret that not all parents have their best interest of their children at heart. And this can be shown in choices that are made for those children. Sometimes it's forcing them to do something they think is for their good. But then there's also things that are done selfishly for the parents' needs or wants. And we explore that with the story of My Dad Sold My Soul to the Devil. Yep, just as crazy as the title sounds. My dad is what they call a macho man. All he wanted was sons. He lived and breathed for another Keller boy. Naturally, when my older brother was born, he was overjoyed. Three years later, he begged my mom to have another son. When he found out that we were twins, he was excited to have three sons. So when my brother came and I came out, he saw that I was a girl and he was despaired. I've always been his least favorite kid, and he never tried to hide it. While he named my brothers Anthony and David, which means priceless and beloved respectfully, he named me Lilith, which literally means night monster. While my brothers and my mom tried to soften that direct punch to the gut by calling me Lily, he insisted on us calling me Lilith so, he, so he, I could feel the disappointment that he felt every day that I was born. Clearly him and my mom did not stay married and quite unfortunately, he signed for full custody when Anthony was five and David and I were two. Things just got worse from there. If he took Anthony and David out to eat or see a movie, I was to stay home. He spent all his time playing sports with my brothers and couldn't even let me join in, even though I, as a girl, actually showed genuine interest in what he was doing with my brothers. When I was four, dad got cancer, and from what I heard, he was, it was supposed to be terminal. That's where the title of the story comes into play. Yup, he made a deal with Satan. Fifteen more years of life if he sold one of his children's souls. And Big surprise, he chose me. So once I die, I'm off to hell. It's no matter how little I sin or how much I pray. The first time I remember something happening to me was about a month after my dad made that deal. I was in my tiny, cramped room trying to sleep on a bed I outgrew years ago while my brothers and dad watched a movie downstairs when I saw it. The thing in my closet. It was pale with gaunt, sunken eyes and a gaping mouth, its long and bony fingers wrapped around my closet door. There was no question that that thing was a demon. I immediately cried for my dad who stormed up the stairs and gave me a proper beating for interrupting his movie night with his kids and after that he called me a little girl for crying and locked me in my room. As I cried all that night, the demon simply watched me from the closet, unmoving. Demons watching me were pretty normal from then on. Sometimes it would be in the pale gaunt thing in my closet and other times a dark figure hovering over my bed and on bad nights, a horned figure with glowing red eyes would stare at me, taunting me through the window. After a while, I stopped being scared of them one night when I was nine, the gaunt creature was back in my closet staring at me while I read. He began to make this really weird growling noise, which I shushed him at. And did something he never did before. While he would occasionally wrap his hand around my door, slightly adored door, he never came out of my closet until that night. In one swift movement, he tore open my closet door and stood up fully, revealing that he was taller than the ceiling itself. He bent his neck in an abnormal way to fit under the roof. I rightly should rightfully should have been shitting my pants at that moment, but for some reason... I just wasn't that scared. We locked the eyes for a while, which was more awkward than scary. So I just went back to reading my book. He just looked at me curiously for a while until my dad decided he wanted to be a horrible person again and threw open my door to yell at me for something or other the entire time the demon just watched. Thankfully, my dad left after slapping me across the face, but I was crying again for the rest of the night. The demon now looked at me with something more than curiosity, looked back at my closed door trying to see my dad. As I did nothing but sob, the demon just sat there and down beside my bed, towering over me. Neither of us looked at each other the rest of the night. I cried while he just stared off in the distance, but I wasn't alone. And that's all I cared about. From then on, things changed. I wasn't just not scared of the demons, I welcomed them. Especially the gaunt-looking one who sat by me at night. He would sit with me whenever my dad was bad to me, or whenever I had bowie troubles at school. He never talked to me and barely ever looked at me. But all I cared about that he was there for me. I gave him a name. Papa. I remember this one night. I was 14 upset because Jacob, the boy I liked, didn't invite me to the Valentine's Day dance at our school. On top of that, my dad had gotten into one of his moods and had thrown a chair at me. When I ran into my room, I was almost relieved to see pa- Papa crouched in my closet. Papa, I cried, running to him. It was stupid, I know. I was calling a literal demon Papa, but I had no one else. He was the only one that had ever shown me any sympathy. At first, he stepped back. As I cried even harder, he looked me in the eyes. Maybe for the first time since that night, he stepped out of the closet. Then he did something surprising. He hugged me back. As I felt his icy cold hands wrap around me, I should have been terrified, but I was filled with love. Love for finally finding a dad who loved me. But one night I was there reading To Kill a Mockingbird for my school project, and I made a mistake. Papa looked curious, so I decided to read out loud from. him. I guess I made too much noise, though, because David opened my door. Lilith, who the hell—what the fuck is that? He screamed. My dad came rushing up. Papa couldn't hide in time, and now Anthony, David, and my dad all stared him down. He stood up, revealing his giant stature, and David began to cry, while Anthony froze in place, and my dad ran off to get a vial of holy water he kept in his bed ever since the deal was made. As I tried to run away with Papa, he stopped me and shook his head. We both knew it was too late, and I cried as I hugged him goodbye. As my dad approached us with the holy water and sprayed it on Papa— he let out a blood-curdling screech that could have been heard across the county. I watched in horror as Papa, who had stayed by my side all these years, faded to nothingness. There, Dad, David said, it can't hurt us anymore, sons. He said, embracing David and Anthony in a hug, I just laid over Papa's lifeless body uncontrollably sobbing. We were also caught up in our worlds that we didn't know something come up behind us. He was large, even bigger than Papa. He had two large horns, a goat's head, and a large stick in his hand. David turned around, looking the this thing, to the thing as he glared down at my abuser. Your Majesty, I... We had a deal, Stanley. I granted you fifteen more years of life on two conditions. Two. It boomed. I noticed David had wet himself. It was a misunderstanding, sir, my daughter. You were granted fifteen more years of life on the conditions that I get your daughter upon her death, and you never harm anyone ever again. Do you understand? It asked. Yes, and I haven't. Promise. The creature laughed. First you break a palm... Pr- you- First you break a promise, and now you lie. To his satanic majesty himself, seeing you have not only harmed your daughter her entire life, but have killed one of my best minions, you have broken my trust, and I am breaking off the deal. My dad got down on his knees. No, please, I'll do anything, he begged. Satan looked at me. There is one way. If Lilith, your daughter, and the one you cursed forgives you, I will set you free. You will live the rest of your life. My dad slowly turned to me put on a smile. Hey, Lily, what about it? Look at me. I'm your dad. Your Papa. I raised you. Don't you love me? I'm your dad for fuck's sake, he said, getting more agitated as I stared at him. It's up to you, Lilith. I looked at Papa's body on the floor and back to my dad. Come on, are you going to believe of Satan or your dear old dad? He said, pleading to me. I glared at him. My dad is dead, bitch. You killed him, I said, and I don't forgive you. And with that, Satan dragged my dad down to the netherworld. My brother's not hearing his screams until he was far away of a way that it faded away to where he would never hurt me again. My brothers cried at the loss of their dad, and I walked back to Papa on the ground and kissed his forehead. Good night, Papa. Thank you. <clears throat> this one has a lot of conflicting things because we have clearly have severe levels of child abuse and neglect, and that goes before selling your child's soul to the literal devil. Um there are different types of mythos and things where not all demons and things are necessarily considered evil. But if we're looking at it from a more Christian or more traditional sense in this culture, yeah, the, uh, there is something unnerving about the idea that, the cl- that her father is so miserable that the closest thing to a father she had was literally a demon from hell, a minion of Satan. Um, but it also shows that there can be, even among perceived evil, there can be a tenderness, whereas the person who's supposed to give her the love and care and protecting protection as a father very well was the most evil one in this whole story, despite the father of all lies and all these other things uh, that Satan, the devil, and things would be in many cultures. Is the less evil here, That that's saying something in a story like this. It doesn't make this character not somebody who would literally trade for souls doesn't mean that a demon is good but in the situation when all things are equal the father was the villain and people like this i hope burn and, and suffer for what they do to their children i don't tend to wish a lot of ill on people but for those who would willingly do this kind of thing to their child they deserve every bit of torment that they would get and with that i'm curious what some of you think i know some people approach from uh an atheist or agnostic approach or completely different faith that have do not have the same feelings towards the devil or have seen fictional things like Lucifer that have maybe portrayed uh, the devil in a different way. But those who you know are staunch in their beliefs and things, it makes me wonder, it's like, is, is there room to look at a fictional visage that is not the one that you uh, abhor for, you know, the things that we obviously would know would be evil from, from like the, the, the religious text, or can you, Delineate between the two and feel there is the devil versus a fictional devil put for story's sake. Here's what you guys think, and as always, thanks and take care.